Welcome to the Valmica Property Investing Podcast. I'm JP, your host and the founder of Valmica Buyers Agency. With my background in investment banking, I'm here to share Wall Street tips and secrets for building a top 4% property portfolio. Let's dive into the world of property investment together. Welcome to another episode of Valmica Property Investing Podcast. This will be the last episode of 2023, so I'd like to thank all my listeners for listening to the podcast. It's much appreciated, and we look forward to continuing with the podcast in the third week of January. The topic of this week will be the impact of remote work on property markets. This has been a profound change in the way property dynamics have occurred in the last couple of years. And it was all brought on from the pandemic. So as everyone recalls, when the pandemic hit, uh, especially centers like Sydney and New York, so the economic hubs of the world, the dynamics of property changed. And this was all because people were getting into the routine of working from home. And it suited people in many ways. It suited them in the sense that they had a better quality of life, not having to commute for two hours on average a day. It was cheaper for them because they didn't have to spend money on transport costs. And inevitably, when you at the office, you would spend money on stuff like coffees and food. So they would save on all that. And on the and as well, what they would do is have a high savings rate. So it allowed the economies and, and the, the population around the world, especially in the developed world, to, to save up quite a bit of money. And this dynamic, because of the better quality of life and because of the higher savings rate, it's created a kind of a culture of wanting to work from home a culture that business owners have struggled with and struggled to change over the last couple of years. But how did it affect property? So it changed the dynamics of urban and suburban areas. So if we take Sydney, for example, the Sydney CBD actually became a ghost town. Because people could work from home, they decided not to live in small apartments anymore. They could move out to suburbs where there was bigger homes for the same price, for the same rental price, for better, better value for money. They also moved into areas such as regional areas, which is even significantly more cheaper. They moved back to areas where they grew up in those regional areas. And they were able to work as if they had never left the city because they were able to fill their role and their jobs. And they were able to save a lot more money on the back of it, and which is what people enjoyed. So what actually happened was the property in areas that were closer to the city center declined in value initially. So there was quite a large drop in rental um, income in areas like Sydney CBD, like Melbourne CBD, for example because people were choosing not to live there anymore. And then the rental returns in suburbs a bit further away from the city and in regional areas increased. The, 
the value of property in regional areas increased as well because the demand increased for those properties. So after the significant drop in interest rates globally during the pandemic for that extra fiscal and monetary stimulus that was pumped into the system during the COVID era, a lot of that capital went into property, but in the outskirts of these cities and the regional areas. So even though there was growth closer to these regional areas because of such low interest rates and high demand for property because people could afford it, the growth rates were significantly higher in areas further away. And let's take an example in the Sydney region going out to Central Coast. Central Coast was always lagging the suburbs around Sydney and Sydney itself because it was just that too far away. That hour and a half to two hour train ride was just too much to be able to commute into the city every day. However, during the, during the pandemic, the value of property in the central coast outpaced that of the suburbs around Sydney and going as far out as Northern Beaches as well. Northern Beaches accelerated, but not as much as Central, central Coast. And it was purely because of that dynamic. And how did it, that was residential property, but how did it impact commercial property? Commercial property had even a bigger impact. Because there was this cheap funding that was going into property, a lot of it was not finding its way into commercial property. And the reason being is that in commercial properties, there's um, especially the categories such as um, the uh, office spaces, people weren't utilizing office spaces because everyone was working from home. Therefore, the yields in commercial property were suffering on the back of it. Second, secondary, the retail sector. So all commercial property that had retail shops in it. They were struggling because there was no people going out to for coffees anymore for, for to go into restaurants. Um, so there was no demand for those that commercial real estate. So they suffered negatively on the back of it, all on the back of those dynamics. But this was obviously something that was viewed to be short-term lived. But what happened since then? The it created what we call the tech hubs and the remote friendly cities around the world. So not only do people move to regional areas where it's cheaper, they actually move countries as well. So if they could earn uh, salaries in US dollars or Australian dollars, why not live in the same time zone, so like in areas of Asia, for example, where the cost of living was significantly cheaper, the cost of property significantly cheaper, yet you were earning US dollars. So it created that demand globally for uh, remote friendly cities, cheaper cost of living cities where it's still relatively safe to live, but your uh, lifestyle increases significantly because the affordability to live a better life increased significantly. It also changed the way property um, dynamics evolved. So what I mean by that, property with home offices became more in demand because of this working from home people required that extra space to be able to work from home so property with studies became more available more valuable so the property dynamics changed itself as well 
So what's happened since everyone started going back to work? Well, it's it's been working out differently in different cities. And it's all got to do with the high labor demand still at the moment. You you will you will see that there's still a high wage inflation or wage inflation that's sticky. So reserve banks around the world are battling with controlling inflation and a lot of it's got to do with the high wage sector. So because there's still this demand for labor, the amount of pressure that, or so to speak, that employers can apply to their employees is limited because there's this demand, there's a, there's a labor shortage. So they can't force legally people to go back to work. And secondly, they can't encourage them through, you know, those who are going to the office would be, you know, probably more favored to get promotions, but purely because they need the labor. There's just not enough people, skilled people, also people doing uh, retail jobs to fill all the gaps. So that working from home element um, is still very much in place. However, not as much as it was. So you find that on average, like in areas like Sydney, people on average are going back three days a week. However, areas in Melbourne, it's it's becoming more it's more difficult to get people into the offices because Melbourne was affected a lot more drastically than Sydney was because they had the longest lockdowns basically in any city in Australia and probably one of the the most in the world and because of that the work from home dynamic there is a lot stronger so what's happened since then you've had interest rates that have gone up significantly this has impacted commercial property especially However, commercial property has not recovered because there's still this working from home dynamic, and especially in Melbourne. So you find that a lot of the office blocks, for example, for example, are those office blocks in those city centers, and especially in countries like America, they are still struggling. So they haven't basically been revalued to adjust to the higher yield that would be required for investors to come back into it. So that readjustment hasn't happened because if it does, there'll be a DSCR trigger on their debt. And because of that, you find that it's in a wait and see mode to see when this wage pressure dynamic changes. So commercial property, especially offices um, in city centers are still struggling with regards to their yields. So their yields are kept artificially low and they should be a lot higher because their yields are higher, but they haven't gone up because they don't have that demand dynamic from people wanting to come back to the office full time. So companies don't need offices full time. They only need half the space. So they've been cutting down on office space. But what will happen in the future? So this, in my view, will change once the Interest rates take effect, economy slowed down, you'll find that unemployment will rise. When unemployment rises and there's more competition for jobs, you'll find that people will go back to the office, in my opinion. And that's when the property dynamic, especially for commercial, will change. I've seen a drastic change in areas like, for example, Central Coast, as compared to areas in Sydney, like even around Northern Beaches. So Central Coast has been one of the only um, significant growth suburbs from the past that have not recovered. So 
northern beaches, eastern suburbs, for example, around Sydney, they're almost back at the peak that they were back in 2021. However, areas like Central Coast are still declining. So the median price of property in Central Coast is declining. And why is this the case? This is the case because that remote from work dynamic has changed. It's changing. So people are thinking that they will have to go back to the office. And as a result, they're not interested in purchasing property anymore in Central Coast. It's just too far away from the Sydney CBD. And this dynamic will gain momentum once the economies slow down a bit off the back of these high interest rates and unemployment increases because the competition for jobs will get a lot more and people will be going back into the office because they're competing for these jobs. I hope this makes sense and uh, you, you've gained a lot of value from, from this episode. We look forward to speaking with you in the next in next year, in the next episode, and wishing you all a Merry Christmas if you celebrate it and a Happy New Year. We'll see you in the new year. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Valmica Property Investing Podcast. If you're interested in our services, please visit us at valmicaproperty.com. Remember, the content shared in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. For personalized financial advice, always consult your trusted financial advisor or professional. See you in the next episode.